Welcome to Awaken to Your Magic, a podcast rooted in spirituality and creativity. I'm your host, Sarah Moon, an embodiment coach and designer, and I'm on a mission to help you unlock your own magic. I believe that there is remarkable medicine when we share our stories and experiences that helps us remember and activate our true power. When you consciously access your magic, you can create anything you want. After all, rules are only for the dead asleep. Welcome to a world of less perfection and more expression. Let's dive in. So I want you to imagine that you have been working so hard on solving this problem that is so important to you for so long. And no matter how hard you try and no matter how many different ways you think to look at it, you just can't get past it. You just cannot find the answer. And when you are in this state where you are so close to something that you desire so much, you're so emotionally turned on by this thing that you have created all of this resistance and buildup because you want it so bad. You want to solve this problem so bad, but everything that you do just doesn't seem like the right answer. So for those of you who don't know me, I've been a designer for 10 years And I currently work in user experience, and it's something that I feel like really resonates in other areas of my life. And so one of the things that I use when I am trying to solve a problem, and I'm so emotionally close to it, and I'm so irritated and triggered that I can't figure it out, is I use what I'm calling creative space. When I know that I'm in this and I'm in this loop and I'm just like, there is no answer to this problem. I allow myself a break. I go outside. I maybe run to the store. I do something that is totally opposite from sitting at my computer and trying to solve this problem. And usually if I've had this space and I've created this space from it, when I come back, and I look at it, I see it with fresh eyes because it's not so active anymore. It's not something that I feel so entangled with that when I come back and I look at it, I see things in a new light. I see possibility that I couldn't see before until I had the space from it. And sometimes I realize that the problem that I was trying to solve wasn't possible because it wasn't the correct problem. There was something else that was underneath the initial problem or the initial thing that I thought that there was, but there might be something within the structure that needed to shift slightly. So when you're thinking about your life and you're just like, oh my gosh, I cannot solve this problem. This is one of the design principles that I have incorporated that I feel gives me life. So I would invite you if you are going through something that just feels really tremendous and like you're so entrenched in it that you just cannot see the light to physically allow yourself to go do something else. Go do something that lights you up. One of the things that I do is I will go to the store and I will feel different fabrics. There's something about tuning into a different sense that allows my other senses that I've been using to turn off so I can drop more into my body. 
when I'm more in my body, I feel like I'm more aligned and I'm more calm and grounded. And then it allows me the capacity to hold the answers that come in. It allows me the capacity to be able to download the things to my brain. I mean, that's exactly how it happens for me. I don't know if it happens for people this way too, but for me, it's almost like I get a visual download that just comes as like a flash. And then I'm like, oh, that was a clue. And then I take the clue and then I figure out how to solve the problem. So however you magically get your answers, it might be completely different than the way that I do. But I do think that taking space and leaving something and allowing it to sit and cool down and allowing yourself to turn off everything that's been on so much and go turn something else on actually makes it so that when you come back, you have the capacity to really be able to see the possibility that you couldn't see before. So I would invite you, honestly, to just allow yourself to try this. And if it works for you, let me know. Because for me, it's been such a game changer to know that I don't have to be so plugged into things all the time. And that sometimes when I plug myself out of it or unplug myself out of it, I see so much and get so much more than when I was trying to just do it. When I was in my masculine energy, just forcing something to happen. And I was just, you know, trying and trying and trying. Like as soon as I unplug myself and allow myself to be in my feminine energy and allow myself to receive and drop into my body and use other senses and experience things that are completely opposite of what I'm doing, I feel like that has been able to be the thing that's given me so much more balance and alignment And having the contrast between the doing and the receiving has really been something that is really, honestly, like it's the thing that has allowed me to be so good at my job, so good at design, so good at being able to really find my own balance and alignment. So balance and alignment are two of the core principles of design. And we talk a lot in our society about having balance, about having work-life balance, about being able to, you know, have the balance of good food and bad food. There's a lot of talk about balance. And I think for a lot of people, balance comes across as equal. Like if you were standing and you were holding two things on your right and your left, that it would be an equal balance. And while that is true in some cases, There's also balance where in design you use opposite weights and that's called asymmetry. So asymmetry is maybe having one very large element and several smaller elements. Or if you think about a woman's haircut being asymmetrical, wow, that word is really hard for me. (laughs) Then maybe you see somebody who has a bob cut where one side is higher to the ear and the other side is higher to the the chin. So that's beautiful composition. It's not even, but it still has this equilibrium. It still has this balance and this interest, and it's still very much aligned within the flow. So when you think about the tasks or the things that you want to bring into your life, the accomplishments that you have, there's a lot of weight that can come from those things. And you wouldn't put 
everything that you have to do or want to do like in one corner of your room. So say you have this room and the room is the space that you have in your day. And you have all of these things that you want to do, all these things that you need to get done or desire. And it's not like you would take all of those things and put them in the center of the room or in the corner of the room. It would make that room feel really out of alignment. It would feel really heavy in one area. It would feel really imbalanced. You might feel like a lot of confusion or maybe even anxiety. And if you think about that, where are you doing that in your life? Where are you putting every single thing that you have to do in the corner of your room? Where can you maybe use another design principle of white space to really hold and articulate the way that you want to experience your life? So going back to this room, if the room is the white space, the white space is the grounding nature. It's the, maybe we'll look at it this way. It's the masculine energy that allows the application of the elements. So if you have this beautiful empty room, it's your white space, it's your foundation, and you have all of the elements outside in another room. And what you, what you would want to do intentionally is look at the hierarchy What are the pieces that are the largest that you know will bring you the most accomplishment, the most joy, the most energy back? What are those elements that need to come in first? So if you're looking at this in the process of interior design, you have this room and maybe what you need to do is bring in the bed and the bed is the biggest element. It's the core to what you need to accomplish during your day. And you put the bed in the room and then you go back and you think, well, what are the things that I want to do that maybe bring me joy? So maybe that's a lamp or a mirror or something that you can use as decor. Maybe it's even decor pillows for the bed. It's a it's an added element of joy on the thing that has to happen during your day. So for me, that's like when I have to clean, I turn on music. The music is the added element. The cleaning is the task that I have to do. So then going back and really thinking about, okay, well, Sometimes I really need things to look a certain way during the holiday season. So in this room, maybe you move out some of the pieces that you were doing during the summer to bring in the pieces that you want to have during the holiday season. So for me, in my room downstairs, I have a chair that I love that doesn't get to see the light of day from Thanksgiving until January 1. (laughs) Because I have to move this chair to a different room in order to have my Christmas tree and my Christmas decorations. So when you're thinking about seasonally changing your life, now that we've entered the fall season, what were you doing in the summer that you no longer need to do that you can put in another room so that you can bring in something like a Christmas tree to be able to facilitate more joy or just more rhythm and balance into your life in this last quarter of the year. So as we're talking about white space, another way to look at this is if you are designing something and you have a lot of elements. So we'll just use this example because I'm looking at mine right now. So I, 
I bought this board and it's really large and I wanted to create my dream board on it. And I spent a lot of time looking for images that I really wanted to, you know, kind of elicit the feeling of creation. And on this board, I was thinking, do I use the white space in like, as like a grid? Like, do I use squares? Do I move through and really allow my images to like have their own individual space? Or do I let them bleed onto each other? More like a collage. And I started thinking about, well, what feels like the most flowy? What feels the most like in creation? And for me, that's always when I'm in feminine energy. So I didn't do my typical thing that I would in design like in my day job, I didn't use a grid structure. I didn't give myself like, this is this is the playground that I get to play in. Instead, I just took all of my elements and I just put them in however I organically felt. And it's messy. And there is like element of white space there, but it's like, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, that's a piece I created that like everything lives together and there isn't a lot of space for things to breathe. So if I was redesigning this in with more intention to really allow the white space to hold it, I probably would have sectioned things off. I would have allowed myself to have, this is the space for my dream home. This is my space for my dream business. This is my space for my my um my dream soul family my sisterhood my whatever and i would have allowed myself to have segments within the white space and then my eye could have more easily been like there's where that lives there's where that lives there's where that lives but instead i just dumped everything on there so when i actually take the time to look at my dream board I have to spend a lot of mental energy <laughs> because I didn't invite the white space to hold the elements. So my eye doesn't move through things as easily as I probably would like to. So now as I'm talking about this, I think I might go redo it. But when I was when I was thinking about as far as the design principle is when you're creating this visual interest and you are really being intentional with the way that you're using not only what you're creating, but also what's being created inadvertently is the white space. You're creating this contrast and like contrast is the difference between the elements in your design and the space between your design. So your background needs to be significantly different than your foreground. And then the two elements work harmoniously together to create something that's readable or something that can be experienced. So when you're thinking about the contrast in your life, <laughs> this is I have this is such a stream of consciousness podcast episode today. Oh my goodness. Okay, so the contrast in your life, contrast is what a lot of people think it's black and white. It's it's dark. It's light. It's um you know good and bad. It's right. It's wrong. It's whatever. Um. So contrast for me has been like one of the greatest teachers because if I can see like what I don't want, then I will know more of what I do want. So 
the, the contrast of what I don't want and what I do want are creating this experience where they are like working in harmony to like really allow me to see what I, what I'm wanting to move into, what I'm wanting to create. And that's what is a really good example of effective design is that it really brings you into something and either takes you through an experience where you end in something where you receive like the outcome or when you're looking at design that's really well balanced and really intentionally created, it can really spark emotion. It can spark um, all kinds of things within, within you to make you come more alive. And um, with contrast, going back to the room analogy that I was talking about, when you're designing a room and you're you're using the white space. So the white space in the room is like where you can walk. It's where you can move through and really experience what's going on. And sometimes when you're creating with contrast, you're using different elements like different colors or different textures or um, maybe just different weight weighted image weighted images or weighted. Um, Elements, elements, that was the word I was going for. (laughs) So if you look at your life in the contrast of your life, what are the things that you're doing that you don't want to do? What are the things that you're like, I don't want to do that. I want to do this and start looking at as you're designing your life, look at the contrast, look at the things that are like bringing to your attention that they need to change, that they need to shift, that maybe you need to move something that is creating so much contrast out of your room so that you can have the white space and the place ready to receive what it is that you do want. I am really hoping that this is starting to make sense because (laughs) I'm feeling very long-winded at this moment, but I also know that whatever's coming through right now is totally perfect. Um... The next thing that I really want to talk about is uh, movement in design. So movement, when you're thinking about the way that your eye moves through something or the, the actions that you're taking to move through the experience, but also movement in the way that you're receiving what you're looking at. And when we receive something, we receive it in our brain, but we also receive it in our body. And sometimes going back to when we feel really stuck in life, there's a stagnancy of energy that's built up in our bodies because we haven't been able to move. We haven't been able to invite the flow. We haven't been able to invite maybe the the repetition that we need to really move out of the experience that we're in and into what we want. So if you're thinking about how do I design my life to have more flow, one of the biggest things is you need more movement. And that can be things like going places and doing things, or it can be as simple as having a dance party in your kitchen, or when you're cleaning, allowing yourself to have like every 20 minutes, allow yourself to just lay down and like stretch and feel your body. Allow yourself to just release a lot of the things that you've been holding on to. So movement is really important in embodiment practices, but also in design. And if you're designing your life, you want more movement anyway, because when you're not moving, you're in a state of more stagnancy 
and you're in this like you know what your routine is and so you're not really creating you're just observing what you've already created and you're living it almost just by routine and while routine can be really good foundationally sometimes when you're so stuck in routine you're not allowing the movement so When you think about movement in design, that's when you're controlling the elements within the composition so that the eye is led to move from one place to the next and you are properly communicating or inviting the user to move through the experience. So sometimes that can be movement within the creation of the story or movement within the creation of taking action Maybe that's to purchase a product or to go through a training or whatever. But movement is extremely important when you also invite the balance, the alignment, and the contrast that we've already talked about. So within having your balance and your alignment and your contrast, moving through those, creating more flow, creates more space more white space (laughs) to be able to really um, invite creation, invite more design into your life instead of observing what you've already created or feeling overwhelmed because you're out of balance and you don't have enough white space and you don't have enough intention with the way that you are creating. So when you are inviting creation, when you are inviting yourself to design a life that you love, to design the way that you want to flow through your day-to-day experience, one of the best design principles is emphasis. So emphasis, like what is that? What do you mean, Sarah? (laughs) What I mean is allow your brain to organize all of the information that you have about the things that you would want to have in your day and the things that you know that you just have to do because we're human and we have things to do to survive being alive. And then lay out that information in the way that it communicates the most important order. This kind of goes back to the hierarchy principle, but this is slightly different because with emphasis, you're choosing more of the feeling and more of the like emotional connection that you have to what you are wanting to experience. So if you take a minute and you really feel into what are the things that I'm desiring to place the most emphasis on in this season of my life, maybe it's that you want to really emphasize working on your health. Maybe that has a lot to do with learning about how to reparent yourself or doing inner child work, or maybe it's even taking a season to really recalibrate to your partner Maybe it's working on your body and wanting to really build strength and stamina, get your heart rate up and have this emphasis on physical strength. Whatever it is, it's your choice. This thing that you are emphasizing in your life should be something that either moves mountains and allows you to step more into your power, more into the magic of your life, 
or it's something that maybe maybe it's the time that you need to just like step into your cocoon and really invite healing. Maybe an emphasis on having more time alone, having more space to really get to know yourself. Maybe it's inner child work or reparenting. Maybe it's going and getting a massage every two weeks. Whatever it is, it's your choice. And that's the beauty of designing your life is that you have all of these elements of how to design, but whatever you emphasize as the most important is totally up to you. So when you think about all of these little design principles that I have included in this episode, I would love to know what resonated the most. What things are you taking action on? What things have maybe sparked a conversation? And yeah, I mean, like, send me a DM. Let me know. I would love to know. And um, with that, I will tell you the thing that I have been emphasizing this last year is really understanding how I can live more embodied, how I can really feel more into my own power, my own truth, step more into my magic. And so the podcast has been a thing, and it's been... um for me, something that I haven't wanted to check a box doing. And my last episode that I put out was around my my journey. And I honestly had a little bit of a vulnerability hangover. And instead of just being like, I don't care, I'm just going to put out an episode, I allowed myself to step into my own white space. I allowed myself to just let it be what it was until I got a download of something that I felt really like turned on to talk about. And in human design, I am a manifesting generator. So I really can only talk about things that really light me up. (laughs) Like everything that I was sitting down and wanting to talk about, I either had too much anger still, or I was feeling like I just wasn't like jazzed, you know, like there wasn't like this emotional response where I wanted to just like spew out everything. So This has been a really fun episode for me because it's literally just been stream of consciousness. And I think if I would have sat down and tried to lay out something on design principles, it would have been so boring and so technical. So I'm hoping that I humanized it a little bit. I probably still sound a little archaic with the way that I speak about it because I've been so entrenched in it for so long. But design is so important to me. And I think that knowing that everybody is a designer, even if you don't feel creative, there's that you have creation power in you. You are a designer. You are designing your life. Everything that you have created up to this point, everything that you are living right now, you designed. So if you don't like where you are or you want something different or you're ready to expand, take from this episode that your magic, your power of being able to create anything that you want totally exists in you because everybody's a designer. It might just be that you need to learn some principles. It might just be that you need to learn foundationally how to manifest what you want, how to create what you want, how to change things. But foundational work is the best because as soon as you know the foundations, you can break all the rules because you have the understanding that the container, the masculine energy of how design works And then your feminine energy can just spew all over everything and create everything and be so magical and so flowy. So anyway, that was a tangent. But 
Thank you so much for listening. And hopefully I will um, have some more downloads of things. And if you are feeling inspired by this podcast, I would love it if you would give me a rating and a review. And please share because I'm just feeling like the more that we share, the more that we grow together, the more that we create together. And for me, this has been really fun. So I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode inspired you and helped you to unlock your magic. Please consider subscribing or leaving a review. Until next time.